Hey, it's Greg. Thanks for checking out Toronto today for Thursday, November the 10th. Great to have you here. We talk about the healthcare system. I had a conversation with an emergency room doctor, not even in Toronto, about where we're at. What's real? What's imagined? There are definitely sicker kids and in bigger volumes coming to emergency rooms. But there's a general deficiency in our healthcare right now. And some of the wait times, not just when you get to the hospital, but even to get out of an ambulance from a new report that are really, really disturbing. We got to keep talking about it. So we do on Toronto Today. What we've got here is the worst news imaginable, and it's got nothing to do. I know the flashy headlines have been lately about, oh, the mask coming back. I'm getting texts about this, our mask coming back. And by the way, this was so misrepresented and framed poorly by other um, organizations in terms of the media, as in Toronto's public officer of health, Toronto's chief medical officer is considering bringing masks back. That's the opposite of what she said. That's the opposite of what she said. Um, It was pushed towards her to do such a thing. And she said, we're not doing that at the moment. Now, they can't ever shut any door (laughs) solidly or not. Doug Ford was asked about it yesterday and he said, we're going to continue to take advice from the chief medical officer of health. But I'm telling you right now, this is the last gasp. This is the Hail Mary. And by the way, this is also the obvious Um, you know, desire of some doctors who want to finally be right about something in the last 22 months or so. And there are some that benefit when masks are sold. Honestly, this is like a hot dog salesman on baseball opening day. These guys are licking their lips, not because of the hot dogs, and rubbing their hands together gleefully, hoping they can continue to make big profits selling masks. There are a few doctors doing that. that. You get that in a long COVID clinic, you're laughing. And long COVID is certainly a thing, but what's it better to do? Convince more people they have long COVID or just say, nah, you're going to be fine at the end of the day. You don't need to come and spend your healthcare dollars at my clinic in particular. The emergency rooms have nothing to do with COVID right now, and they have very little to do with masks or even boosters right now. I think there's a portion of the population that has missed the boat on boosters. Why? Well, there's a mistrust of public health. I mean, that's patently obvious from the numbers. Older people who probably should have gotten their boosters are saying no for this reason or that reason. Let me give you the skinny on Ontario hospitals here. And this is from a leaked report. And remember, when someone leaks something, there's a reason they want it out there. Someone benefits from this information being out there. But an Ontario health report called Access to Care, and the Liberals now have it, the Ontario Liberals now have it. This is why Adil Shamji, who we'll hear from in just a minute, uh, the Ontario health critic for the Liberals. Again, they've only got the eight MPPs, but I'm going to tell you in a couple of minutes why they're incredibly important moving forward. Let me give you some of this stuff. At 8 a.m. every day during September, every day, this is this year. 946 people were waiting in an Ontario emergency department for a hospital bed, a 45% increase from the year before. Remember what we were going through the year before Delta wave pre Omicron, but Ontario actually handled Delta really well. I support a good chunk of what the Ford government did in the summer to limit the Delta wave. And I support vaccination. And yes, at that time, do I think mandating vaccines helped our hospitals even for a finite brief period of time? I sure do. I absolutely do. We were in much better shape than Alberta. We were in much better shape, clearly, than a lot of U.S. states once Delta started to really wreak havoc. It only was when Omicron hit. Far more transmissible. Masks didn't work against it. They didn't. 
everybody said it and you better nod and understand that they meant it at the time because it was very clear we masked up like maniacs for five months and omicron got most of us anyway from what are we talking november all the way through april or may but those numbers are really really disturbing and disruptive i want you to hear sharon doyle in uh, colin DeMello's report and then he's going to give you an ambulance number that i just I absolutely was blown away by Sharon Doyle was a patient at the, at a uh, Toronto hospital, and this happened to her at four in the morning. Around four o'clock in the morning, nurse came, nurses came by and said, uh, "Sorry, we're going to have to move you to the hallway because there's a, a more urgent case." So we saw all the people in the hallways and thought, "Well, no. If we end up in the hallway, we'll be forgotten for days." Yeah, we've talked about hallway medicine long before we had any COVID, long before we debated masks or boosters. I'm going to tell you what an emergency room doctor told me. I'm going to redo what he said word for word in just a couple of minutes. Colin DeMello narrating this report that was on uh, Global News at six o'clock two days ago, put put it this way when it comes to ambulances. I was floored by this. Usually you think the wait time's all about, well, when's the ambulance going to get to where I need it, to my home, to my sports event? because I blew my shoulder out or broke my leg. No, 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 no. The problem is the ambulance offloading at the actual hospital. Listen to these wait times. This past August, patients waited up to 83 minutes just to be offloaded from an ambulance and taken inside. That's a 40% increase from this time last year. Inside the hospital, it took up to 44 hours from the moment a patient is checked in to when they finally get a hospital bed. That's a 48% increase from the year before. Do you think masks on kids in school and even us at the grocery store, and boosters. We're not even talking about mandating boosters. Like boosters for a specific portion of the population, way, way, way more important than masks on a bunch of little six- and seven-year-olds, again, seven hours a day. One is sensible. The other is obscene at this point in time. How about that 83 minutes? When the ambulance pulls in, you're like, thank goodness. I'm at the hospital now average of 83 minutes to get you out of the ambulance why no room at the inn it's ridiculous it's it's got no solution whatsoever and again some of the things people are advocating for right now that draw all the flashy headlines it's like a religion people buy in and they don't ask questions about it now let's hear this from a liberal health critic Adil Shamji, he's on the right track here, but there's such an onus on the Liberal Party of Ontario to figure this out and come up the middle with solutions. And I, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that they can, but it's going to take years to do it. It's dangerous. It's indignified. And it's not right. It is considerably more stressful for the staff who are there. Um, and then it runs the risk that more mistakes can happen and that patients don't get necessarily the same standard of care. All right. I've got data and I brought it up briefly on the show yesterday about Sudbury, right? Sudbury has uh, Health Sciences North, right? They've got the Science North that you can go to, but their hospital is HSN Health Sciences North. I'm going to save that for next hour off the top and I'm going to give you these salaries of executives in Sudbury. But the bottom line is about a dozen people um, make a combined a combined uh, three million dollars, three and a half million dollars, as a matter of fact. Um, let me tell you this. The guy that I'm speaking with last night, I said, how are hospitals? How overflowing? I'm going to read you what he wrote. Completely overflowed. Over 100% capacity each day. No pediatric beds either. Kids are super sick. 
So that part's true. Of course it is. People are just failing. This is the fallout of the last two and a half years. Sometimes we see patients out of one or two stretchers and they are on offload delay in the hallway for hours. 93-year-olds lying in a hallway for over eight hours. Tragic stuff. This is an emergency room doctor. Masks and boosters aren't going to fix this. And that's what he writes to me. He writes also, I hate to say this too, I I know of two deaths that may have been prevented if they would have got seen faster. We can't keep up. Tell me again how a cloth mask in Sewell is going to fix this. When are we going to have mature, responsible conversations about health care? We're pooched if we don't start. 